0: Hey, golf fans, ESPN Plus is the exclusive home of PGA Tour Live, the only way to stream the PGA Tour all season long. ESPN Plus offers four unique feeds so you can watch the golf how you like, stream the main feed, a TV-style broadcast showing you the best shots on the course, or follow every single shot from Rory, Rom, and all your favorite players with the featured group's feed. Want to spend all day watching the world's best take on the famous 17th at Sawgrass? The featured holes feed is for you. Stream over 35 tournaments every year from the Waste Management Phoenix Open to the players to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's all on ESPN Plus. Sign up now at ESPN slash golf.
1: If I want to play golf the rest of the summer, I better show up to South Bend on the weekend of May gotcha. 20th, which is the qualifying round to get in. No. And I think my head pro, can you move the qualifying round up so I can squeeze it in and maybe get back for the first round? They're not going to allow, even Christopher Russo, uh, Alex. Oh, <laughs> man. They are not going to allow that to All happen. Hall yeah. of Famer. They don't give a crap about that. Woo.
2: Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. We have, as we teased last week, a white whale guest today, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Uh, of course, the legendary radio personality turned TV personality. Now, obviously, we know he's been on MLB Network for a while, but of course, uh, the ESPN first take stuff with Stephen A. Smith going viral on a weekly basis, it seems. Uh, so we are very excited to talk to Chris um, in a bit. So we'll get into that. But first, and we talked a lot of football with him. We got to start with football, guys, because we're Giants fans. And uh, it's been about 10 years since we've had anything exciting to talk about. And they win a playoff game. And Not only do they win a playoff game, but the franchise quarterback who CP and I have been, you know, all over for years now, uh, we are vindicated. And everyone is breaking their leg trying to jump on the Daniel Jones bandwagon now uh Stevie was kind of a little late coming on he's on it though he's a Giants fan mm, I don't think he's on it he'll you know, kind of takes digs when he, <laughs> when he gets a chance yeah but,
0: uh, we're, I mean, we're, we're just a bunch of idiots who don't know what we're talking about it's
2: it's amazing I mean th- that felt so good to <clears throat> win that game and to have not only win it but like he had the best game of his life um in the biggest spot mm-hmm. CP I mean, that was even for us huge Daniel Jones guys that was uh a very impressive performance
0: that was amazing and all i can think about is how much i mean it was a historic game we all saw the ground it could have been historic. even more historic and the beauty of the playoffs is we don't have to lament the you know the crappy roughing the passer call right. the slayton drop right. but my thing would have been if they lost um the illegal shift penalty when jones ran, ran it in for a touchdown yep. that they go up 21 7 i mean they were it was like a perfect perfect, perfect. start And then they, you know, the illegal shift happens. They have to kick a field goal. Vikings go right down and score. So that would have been what my thing if they lost, but they
2: didn't. So me me too. And especially because like we said, historic performance for Jones, everybody's seen the graphic by now, but uh, it would have been even more historic. You throw in a a rushing touchdown Mm -hmm. uh, that he rightfully had there with the illegal shift, the Vikings, one of their touchdowns, it looked like everyone on their, their whole team was still moving. And that was yeah. okay somehow, but the Giants, a guy, whatever. Anyway, I, like you said, that, the roughing the passer, um, the slate and drop, good Lord, that was, I, I thought that was, t- that,
0: was to- that was a touchdown. I think he was going to run for a
2: touchdown. <laughs> no one I mean, ran. It was It was at the very least a 20 yard pickup for first down, at, least, at the yeah. very least, um, which would have padded Danny's stats even more, like you mentioned. But <laughs> uh, what a performance. And now we get, um, I'm just pumped Saturday night. Yeah, uh, just because I can actually watch it and not be like shifting from my basement to the upstairs, to the phone. And you got the kids, you got dinner time, you got bedtime. I had to, pa- I had to pause it. After Slayton dropped it, I was devastated and it's, I'm literally getting screamed at that. It's bedtime.
3: Yeah, dude. i, run I
2: down the hall Same situation. at 430 to 730 window is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause it and come back to see the Vikings get stopped. Thank God um stopped to to close that right steve i mean that's the brutal brutal
3: and we don't have uh dvr or anything so i like i missed a crucial five minutes of it um and like katie's like why are you so mad like i'm only missing the only giants like possible playoff win in 10 years I'm, i'm sorry i wanted to watch like 10 minutes of it yeah steve
2: i'm right with you man i i gave michelle the heads up all week yes numerous times yep i kept saying oh, i really wish it wasn't 4 30 it's such a tough spot but whatever you know and they pushed like, it back i didn't realize
0: that that was like a on-the-fly on I thought, the fly decision yeah. i was looking up like oh i didn't know it was 4 45 well, and then i, game, I heard first, on the radio they pushed it back that's was crazy like a
2: college game it took yeah. four hours to play i mean it was i kept looking at the clock i'm like how yeah. it, it was going to the fourth quarter it was already like Four thirty, uh, it was it was crazy, or four o'clock, it was crazy. Yeah, I gave the heads up and everything else, and then like I did as good as I could, you know. Like I, I was I did the dishes while I was watching the game. Oh yeah, um, I watched. You know, I was watching the kids for part of it. I was going back and forth between my room and on the phone. I, I had the game paused at one point, Steve, on three different TVs. Um, <laughs> and and then uh, you know I'm going in there for the for the bedtime, obviously, and then at halftime I come up. I'm like, oh, I'm here. Michelle wants to go work out. I'm like, all right, go for it. I'm thinking, you know, whatever. She comes up like 45 minutes later, and I'm like, I'm like looking at her. She's like, oh, is halftime over? I'm like, it's the fourth quarter. I mean, it just completely clueless cool here. <laughs> it's like,
3: it's not any other game, like, you know. I right. get it. There's a lot of football Sunday, I get it. football exactly. Saturdays if you're exactly. not into it, but uh Exactly. playoff Giants game. Exactly. I tried to say much. like
2: this is the first big game in like 10 years. Like come on. So And again, even
0: if you even if you build up some goodwill like with an apple picking day, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't matter. ever does not you don't ever get repaid
3: for it when no. you need okay. it. Short it's memory not- when when you need it. <laughs>
2: Very yep. short. Minute. And then, of course, the, the 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 next day, oh, I think I'm going to go out with my friends. Is that OK? Of course. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> do no, no problem. I'm not just missed. What just...
3: about the tip for tat? Like, exactly.
2: Like... <laughs> There's not nothing there. It's like, oh. can I get one hour, just an hour <laughs> to watch it uninterrupted? No. But again, Saturday night, 815 will be perfect for me then. That's the, literally the best I could have hoped for. So very excited for that. Um, speaking of. Primetime, we got primetime golf, which for a second straight week was great. Uh, the leaderboard was not great, let's be honest. Uh, you know, it didn't help that Jordan Spieth went from leading the tournament to missing a cut, which was just wild stuff. So I'll let you guys pick up with whatever you want to talk. I mean, you want to talk about Siwoo, you want to talk about Jordan, um, you know.
3: I mean, that- I was all over the Jordan Speeth fade um, <laughs> last week. <laughs> CP I mean- and I have a running joke. Because, well... I didn't know it was a running joke until yeah, I mean Friday. CP uh, has campaigned for us losing the fade section in the oh, gambling really? column each week. And, and, you know, to his credit, it, it's a decent point because it's it's pretty tough to be, you know, secure enough on a pick to fade, you know, someone in the below 25 to 1 guys. And they're all very good. And golf and is it, tough.
0: There, it's not really a winnable... You're situation. not really betting
2: you're not betting
0: on that. No one's gonna give us credit. Right. Like, no one's gonna give Steve credit for fading speed right. this week. If he went on to win, it'd be like, look at this idiot fading Jordan Spieth yeah. So there's screenshot to it's a lose and, lose. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think if I was right. if I was a gambler and I am, like, I look at the fade section like, oh, Pat Mayo's fading whoever, Rick Gaiman's fading whoever, and I'm gonna look at matchups to play against those guys. Right. So I, I think there's purpose of it, but so yeah, I was ready to. Be on CP side, you know, let's get rid of the fade section in the column. Uh, after Speed was first round leader. <laughs> he, he went full Keegan, uh, full Camilleo. It was amazing. Crazy. So I'm back. Full, uh, full Jim Renner,
0: as as Rick Gaiman pointed out. Jim Renner. He found all the all the instances of
3: guys yeah. who've done it. I mean
2: obviously Camilo's there. I'm amazed at that many guys. It's a great list. It's and I couldn't list.
3: believe it wasn't more times of camillo and more times of keegan because like we right, right. know like, oh, yeah Camilo, full keegan.
2: I, I yeah i thought Camilo had done it twice and yeah. he only did it once because it became full brian game. cortan <laughs> yeah, yeah right there's who i believe is the texas
0: game. a&m golf coach i think i talked to him after sam, really? he was
2: caddying for sam bennett if it's wow. the same guy uh, it's the same name
3: you're going so full brian names. harrington right now <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there are some there's some great names up there too, like Major Chance. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's a really weird list. Full Matt every Full it, Matt yeah. Every. It happens was the last like, to do it. it was like what seventeen or eighteen times in thirty years. So it happens once more than once every two years, which is kind of mm-hmm. surprising. You would think it like never happens, but
0: golf, well, the beauty the beauty golf, of this one is it, it was Spieth. They were showing every one of his shots. You don't see every one of Matt Every shots when he That's shoots true. eighty-three. They I mean, he was a featured group. It's Jordan Spieth. So it was like, and I was up watching it. I'm I'm sure you guys checked in, but it was like a total car crash. The the bunker shot that rolled back to his feet. Yep. Um, driver was off like it sometimes is, wasn't making any putts. So it was pretty brutal to watch, but He'll be back. He'll be, he's fine. Oh, yeah. He'll
3: be I made a, a an effort to get a master's bet in um Thursday, like while his hot round was happening. And the books like already adjusted his master's numbers, but um we did I got adjust, it,
2: did they adjust one, it back after he missed the cut? Probably
3: not. <laughs> but there were some twenty five, the ones on speed at Augusta, like those are just tough to find. So at least I'm in on that. I, I feel not as good about it after the missed cut, but um <laughs> and then man i had andrew putnam uh outright mm-hmm. i didn't tell you guys but um it would have been like you know over a grand if he won. and he shot the 62 <laughs> on saturday he gained like fucking 10 strokes putting or something oh my
2: god his putting was like insane. that
3: yeah yeah so it wasn't sustainable um but he was kind of in the running until the last yeah. couple of holes. he just couldn't do anything so could have been a glorious weekend i had
0: so- nothing just Ben griffin who finished top 20 on the number that was it there you go boom see so though. we got to talk a little about C was he was the winner i think he and was total, a winner dude. total winner and he's the guy we kind of gloss over you know we're always looking for the 35 to 1 yeah. guy he's always yeah. 35 to 1 he should be auto every time especially at these these little courses the he likes core. like Sedgefield, and yeah.
3: you know this course is one of them all is short course
0: yeah and where his chipping can kind of shine, I forget who tweeted it, but uh, it was either a player or a caddy that said, like, he's the best chipper he's ever seen. Like, Roberto,
2: past, Roberto Castro said, second, who it was. second yep. best uh, short game or chipper he's ever chipper he's ever seen. He said Cam Smith is number one. I was just putting yep. that in. That's very high praise. Wow. And, um, you know, of course, he says it after he chips in on Sunday. But you
0: go back to that player's win. I remember it. it was like an absolute clinic on Sunday of getting up and down. I think we remember the driver off the deck, but right. the chipping was all world that week. Yeah. He, I mean, he's amazing.
2: Right. So four wins and um, he's 0 3 in playoffs. So wow. easily have another couple of nope. wins. And he's 27. So. You're talking about a guy, who, you know, you're right. He wins like almost once a year if you kind of give him those playoffs as well. He's like right there when he gets a chance. So um, and I yeah, think he, he might-
3: only gained like a half a stroke with the putter last week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just an amazing ball striking week for him. And I think it's two straight weeks of him gaining almost eight strokes um, ball striking. So and now he's coming to a place at the Amex where he's won before. I mean, it might be back to back uh Siwoo weeks.
0: I, I mean, if I bet on him, he'll be plus seven through five. So okay. I'll stay away. If anybody <laughs> yeah. else wants to, because he he does that. He he'll look oh, yeah. like all world and then that's, he'll withdraw the next yeah. week. So it's that's impossible. The that's the, him, that's right. the that's the thing with him.
2: A lot of uh, he's, he, he's not too consistent. Erratic, very erratic and and you're right. A lot of WTs thrown in there. Um, I think he had some back stuff. Yep. Holy guy. Um, you know so. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it happens right. Random but, deck. Um, yeah <laughs> um he hey you're right we never pick him i i, I never know oh, i've never put a bet on do yeah I
3: don't never think
2: I've either he's probably the best player who i've never bet on in fact yep. I, I, there's probably no one else who i've who's like you know a, a good player who I've never bet on. He's the only guy, probably. I'm I'm very certain that I've never bet on Siwoo Kim. And that's that's wild because he's it's a good player. Player's champ. Mm-hmm. He's Mr. PGA Tour rocking the show. Oh my god. <laughs> so electric. I mean, electric word. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I get like it's kind of crazy that the tour reps like a player, I guess. Like
3: well, it's right. like isn't it um it's the pj tour like stores that you find in like airports and shit
2: yes <laughs> i get it but it's still kind of weird because he's on the pj tour and he's like repping the pj tour and it's like one thing like you know most of the stuff he wears is fine it just says pj tour but like that shirt
3: oh that was aggressive yeah that
2: Incredible. was aggressive i mean that guerrilla marketing by the pj <laughs> tour
3: yeah I, you need live needs to come out with a similar shirt yeah, live
2: live 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 live, 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 live. Right. <laughs> and make their players wear it um, yeah uh, yeah that was that was pretty wild. um okay so let's let's get into our talk with the uh, with Chris Russo obviously aka Mad Dog I should mention we taped this a week ago sometimes these things happen we tried to steer clear of any topical football stuff as much as we wanted to. We talked to him about Daniel Jones before the career game. We talked to him about some disappointments throughout the season and some things he was surprised by. So we didn't really, it's not like we were picking the games for last weekend. So very worthwhile. listening to Chris Russo, um, some incredible stuff on how he, you know, how he preps for his show, how he kind of comes up with his monologues, his rants, uh, you know, stuff with Stephen A. Smith that you guys have heard. So, um, again this was a unfortunately steve was flying back from vegas still but it was a real honor and pleasure for uh for cp and i so please have a listen to our chat with chris russo
1: hello boys how are you today
2: what's going on how you doing Uh, how you
1: doing okay pal what's
2: happening all right he doesn't really need any formal introduction but we'll give you one anyway chris russo headlines the mad dog sports radio channel on sirius xm where he hosts the anchor program mad dog unleashed every weekday from three to six p.m eastern he hosts MLB Network's High Heat every weekday and you can see him on ESPN's First Take with Stephen A Smith every week. All right. Chris Mad Dog Russo, thank you so much for joining us today. Um it's you know, I had the pleasure of meeting up with you when was it this fall or this summer? Uh we talked to Beautiful Shorehaven, but since then you've been officially inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. I wanted to ask you first how did that night go and and what did that
1: uh you know, accomplishment mean to you? All right, guys, good to have me with us. Uh good to be with you guys. Chris, of course, you too. Alex, uh yeah, that was um, you know, I, I didn't I I was in the world I covered the World Series that week. So I was bouncing around from Houston to Chicago back to Houston. Uh but uh I had all I had all as you know, Alex, I had all the family members come out. Um, I we had I had a nice party the night before at the Langham Hotel there in Chicago for about thirty of my closest friends, quote unquote, and then the sure. dinner was the next night. Now the it, the affair was unbelievably tedious <laughs> because they had ten speakers, and I got at the dinner was beginning about six thirty. The event began at seven thirty. I was the sixth of the tenth speaker, and mm. I got on at ten fifteen at night. Wow. It was unbelievably long. Um, I went 17 minutes. I was only going to go four or five. But because everybody was going 30, I said, I got all these people who came all this way. I'm going more than uh, four minutes. So I I had something written out and prepared. Instead, I did a speech for 17 minutes. And I ad-libbed it. Uh, and then uh, and then I stayed the next day in Chicago. Matter of fact, the next two days I stayed in Chicago. There was a rainout out in the World Series. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to Philly for the one day. So mm-hmm. I went to, I went back to Houston that weekend when Game 6 was played on that Saturday night. So, I mean, I essentially uh, had Eddie Erickson, our trusty producer, with us the whole time. The weather in Chicago was 70 degrees. This is on November 1st and 2nd. So nice. we really, uh, you know, and it, it meant something to me. And bottom line okay. is it meant something to me. I had Stephen A. do the induction. Okay. He did a great job with it, too. So it was a nice week. It was a nice couple of days. No question about it. Well, congratulations on that. Obviously, Uh, you kind of I was going to ask you
2: this next question, but you probably answered a little of it by the fact that you could do a 17 minute ad lib speech. But we saw you just now doing a little discussion. You're going to, you're about to do your, your daily show. How much preparation does go into your show? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, you're a one man show for the most part. You're, you're going for hours on end talking sports again. if You can do a 17 minute speech off the cuff. You've got the gift of gab, but how much preparation goes into each show uh, each day?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, certain days a little more maybe because like on Mondays I do that NFL recap. So that takes me a little while to put that together at five o'clock, probably a couple of hours. Outside of that, not as much as you think. I mean, obviously, I'm going to follow what's going on. i buy the two or three papers in the morning. I go to the old right. school with the newspapers. Nice. Uh, I talk to a producer there, you know, two or three times in the course of the day. I'll give him a hard time, have some fun. A lot of times it's five to three, especially when it's not football. A lot of times five to three, I won't even know what to lead with. And then at three o'clock, it will hit me what to lead with. So, uh, you know, sometimes the radio show is a lot better when it's a lot more spontaneous and you can craft it in your imagination as the day moves along. Right. Instead of having it programmed in front of you, this segment, do this, do segment, do that. Sometimes when you sort of ad lib and, you know, you figure it out as you're moving the program into the second hour and third hour, it's a better show. So sometimes, you know, TV is very segmented. segmented. Right. Uh, you know, when I do the. Both TV shows, they are very segmented. All right, here's from the, the block one, block B. Here's what we're going to do in block C. I know exactly what we're going to do right. because the TV is really more of a director and a producer's medium. The radio the radio is more of a host's medium. So it's up to me what we're going to do. Now today, do we have Gary Danielson at 5.30, uh, Eddie? He's not even finding me. Uh, Eddie's lost. You know, I'll do a college football championship game sure. today. Probably do it at 5.30. 30. Uh, I'll do Gary D a little update with the G, Georgia TCU game, and I'll do plenty of NFL football times of the game. I mean, I'll do uh, you know it's pretty easy. I mean, if you if you're a talk show host, you know what's on the agenda uh, on the agenda today. You know what you can talk about. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do the lead today probably on the two good teams that didn't make the playoffs that have bad calls didn't go up against their possibilities. Seattle got a good call, (laughs) one, and obviously same with Miami, and you can make the argument the Lions and the Steelers are better than all these other teams, so I won't even do the Buffalo thing at the start, because that's what the America's doing. I'll do a little something different, so from that perspective, I have that in my head right now. I know I got to get to 315 once I start, but once I do that, the calls will be into it. Everybody loves the football. You got the college game tonight. Today's an easy day. (laughs) <laughs> today if you're a talk show host it's an easy day tomorrow's an easy day right because yeah. tomorrow you got the college football game to react to right. and yeah. unless it's a terrible game you'll get a good hour out of it yeah. uh and then you can play it along. And you know, something will and then you get Peter King on at four o'clock. And you know, you'll be amazed how quickly it can go by. And a lot of times you go on there at three. You have no idea what you're gonna do. Turns out to be a great show. Other days you go on there at three, you think you got everything all planned and the show doesn't have any rhythm. So you can't really quite figure it out on a day-in-day day out basis. Interesting.
0: Well we'll uh, we'll say on the topic of football, I'm kind of interested. You know, we don't get to hear too many of your New York takes anymore, but just your thoughts on you know dable possible coach of the year and then sala who you know had them going for a while they kind of fell apart and now as you remember these jets fans are going to start to turn on him i'm sure all the wf fan calls today are going to be turning on on the head coach of the jets so kind of just the the difference in the two coaches past right now what's your thoughts on it
1: well, I think Solid will definitely be back next year. Um, I, I, Their offense is so bad. They don't have a quarterback. Um, they, you know, their, their offensive – I think a lot of the direction with Salah is going to be on the offensive coordinator. So he is going to have a tough time trying to convince uh, the world that Mike LaFleur should come back. So LaFleur might be thrown one of the alligators, so to speak. To keep them all happy. Mm. But I think Sala uh, will come back. So I think Sala's a great coach. I'm not sure yet. I think they like him. I think they got to put a good defense, which is his forte. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they did have a lot of injuries along their offense. Their offensive line was banged up. They did lose Bryce Hall. And if you have a good defense, you need to run the ball well. He lost his running back. But the biggest issue is they don't have a QB. I mean, Mike White's probably a backup. You know, you can't play Flacco and Zach Wilson might be a complete bust, which is not on Salah. That's on the GM, Douglas, who's done a good job overall. But as one, see, with Douglas, you'd rather have him hit on the quarterback than be bad everything else. Uh, instead of being good in everything else, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, right. and, uh, you know, be bad on the quarterback. So, but I think Salah, I think the Jet fan will be frustrated. This is going on a long time, but I, uh, not that I know, but I would think they would put out a little bit more of their anger towards the offensive coordinator, more so than Salah. Uh, as far as Dable is concerned, he's done a great job. He's figured out a way to you know, maneuver with a very slim margin of error and a very small window of how to win games. There's a lot of good coaches of the year candidates this year mm-hmm. in the NFL. Campbell's a coach of the year candidate with Detroit. Obviously, Soriani is a coach of the year candidate. You got to put Doug Peterson up there with Jacksonville mm-hmm. coach of the year candidate. There's about four or five guys, you know, O'Connell won 13 games. I mean, you got to consider him. I don't think he's going to win, but he's a coach of the year candidate. That team last year didn't make the playoffs and this year they did the three seats. So there are a lot of coach of the year candidates. I don't know if he'll win the award. Um, I think they'll probably give it to Sirianni because of the fact that, you know, they're the number one seed. Nobody was so sure about Hertz. You know, they went 15 and two, whatever they were, they go 14 and three. I think he will get it, but Debo is certainly, uh, you know, deserves consideration. He's done a wonderful job. Daniel Jones is going to get a big contract. He's going to come back with the giants. Mm-hmm. They'd be very competitive against Minnesota thing. that scares you about the giants right now. The whole world is going to think the giants can beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The whole world thinks they played well the first time. Minnesota, you know, uh, always plays close games. So the world's going to think that the Giants have a little chemistry, a little karma, and they will beat Minnesota since they almost did the first time. When people start thinking that, go the other way. Watch Mm -hmm. Minnesota win 28-10. You know, you have to look at it, and they have a lot more personnel than the Giants do. But the Giants, a winnable game. That's right. a winnable game for the Giants. And Dable, uh, I don't think he'll win, but he's done. And nobody's gonna, he can do no wrong. I think Sala, for the most part, I think people like him. And I think LaFleur will be the scapegoat in, in with the Jets, the offensive coordinator.
2: Well, we're Giants fans, so we I I'm I'm afraid you're right with that score. I think I feel yeah, like something like that's gonna happen. Too too much hype coming in. But I am happy to hear you think that uh Jones' gonna get the contract to stay. Yep. Where does he was he um you know, maybe he's not the biggest surprise this year, of course, but it's, he seems to have taken a lot of people by surprise. and that, people didn't even know if he was an NFL guy, and now we're saying he deserves a big contract. He's he's worthy of being a starting quarterback in this league. Where was he? How much of a surprise was his development this year to you? And maybe what were some other big surprises to you this year in the NFL season?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I did not think that Jones. I wasn't sure if he'd get a deal after this year. I think hmm. that listen, he's courageous. Mm-hmm. Keeps his mouth shut, plays hard. He's a good runner. We all know he doesn't have a ton of talent to work with. I don't think he's a top 12, top 13 quarterback. I think there's probably about 10 who might be, you know, I'll include Brady and Rogers still. Okay. Uh, You know, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, that's five right there. Burrow is six. Right. So before you even blink, there's six guys. I mean, I probably, I mean, I, I'd probably rather have Hurts maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so, I mean, there's probably two or three others that I would I, you know, is he is he as good as Stafford? If he's healthy, I'd rather have him, Uh, you know, cousins. I probably would rather have cousins. I mean, you know there's he's he's in that 10 to 12, 10 to 13 range, Yeah, uh, but that which is fair. Uh, So I don't know if he is a guy that is going to be a difference maker. Mm -hmm. But if you put him in uh, amongst the right scenario, you give him something to work with, let him run. A good coach who's an offensive coordinator, which Dable and his uh chief assistant, you know, the Chiefs did not want to lose that offensive coordinator. The guy they lost. They did they want to be enemy to go. They did not want to lose him, mm-hmm. and they lost him. Um, I, I think he's a good coach too. So I, I think Jones is, you know, is he great? No. Is he a guy that the Giant fan now can sort of wrap their arms with? Yes. He's kind of a blue collar quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the giant and the giant fan likes blue collar quarterbacks. Hosteller, a blue collar quarterback. Sims is a blue collar quarterback. Goodness. Going back to Charlie Charlie Connolly. Uh, back in the 50s, he's a blue-collar quarterback. And a giant, you know, Eli, to a certain degree, you know, a swashbuckler, but he's not great. Right. And a Giant fan is okay with, and Sims, and certainly. So I think that uh, he won't be on that level, but I think it would be pretty decent. And I think you, uh, Herbert's another quarterback who's better than yes. John. Uh-huh. But I think that you could go out there and you probably can win with him. And I think the Giants right now realize, where else are they going to get a guy who's better than him? They're not that easy. Well, you want Derek Carr? You want Garoppolo? I mean, who do you want? You might, you might as well stick with Jones. So, from that standpoint, you don't want to be stuck like Washington doesn't have any quarterback. So, Jones is going to be the answer long term. Be interested to see if they give Barkley all that money. Yeah. Says, very I'm not sure if I would. I might, you know, he's taken a lot of train wrecks, as Belichick says about running backs. He yep. didn't he faltered the second half of the year. Yep. I'd be a little careful with that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Jones is here to stay. Uh, I think Shane uh, or Sean, whatever his name is, the GM would do a good job, and I think Dable's uh, got the right thing going. I think the Giants are okay right now as a franchise. I really do. Well, while we have you, we got to talk a little baseball. Were
0: you? Um, did you want Aaron Judge? I know the, the yeah, news kind of had broke have- that, that Judge had was
1: have- coming there, and, the, and yeah. then he Yankees did. had to have the Yankees had to have him back, Chris. If you're a Yankee fan, yeah, uh, they could not afford to lose Judge. They overpaid. He'd yep. never do this again. They give him three to five years. He won't give him that five to ninth year. So he'll be okay the first half of the contract and bad the second half of the contract. But the Yankees could ill afford him leaving. So, uh, you know, whatever it took, they had to do it. They only gave him the nine years. Guys have gotten 10 after that. Uh, So that was a move that Hal had to make. So I'm okay with that. I don't think the Mets needed Correa. I don't think uh, Correa is a guy that doesn't, he is he's a good big game player. He plays very well in the big game. But the Astros just won a world's championship without him and paying at shortstop. The twins were awful in the second half of the year. He had 20 homers and 64 RBIs. Obviously, he's not always healthy as the contractual scenario with the Giants and Mets has proven. Um, I think over a short sample size, he's great. I'm not so sure I like him over a long 155-game schedule. So that's a deal I wouldn't have done if I was Steve Cohen. Now that he's in it, we'll see if he can get out of it based on the, uh, based on his physical. I'm not sure how to read that. Again, he helps the Mets. He blends in well. He's better on a team where he doesn't have to be the first star. You know, Houston, he wasn't the first star. Tuve, Bregman, Guriel, uh, uh, Cole, Verlander, he could fit in. Minnesota he was the first star, and they won, and they won seventy-five games. So, he's better, and that's why the Giants didn't need him either. And nobody's going to buy a seat to see Correa play baseball. <laughs> People are going to buy tickets to see Judge. Yeah, they want to see balls go hit five hundred feet. Yep. He will sell tickets. Correa won't. So that's the reason why the Yankees had to bring Judge back. No question about it.
2: What um, you know? What I'm wondering. Obviously, you've done so much more of the TV this year. We talked about this with Stephen A. Uh, what was something that you that happened this year that you're surprised that that got so many people talking about something that you said uh, on TV and 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 how did something that you do on TV? How does that spread differently now that you're on ESPN versus when you were back in the WFAN days?
1: Here's the here's the bottom line with me. Uh, I was at the UConn game on Saturday night with against Creighton. OK, I had four different audiences. Talking about the four different shows, I had somebody bring up, I had somebody bring up High Heat, I had somebody talk about Mike and I had people talking about Mike and a Mail Dog. Of course, I had people talking about Sirius with the radio, and I had people talking about First Take. Wow, and the First Take people don't listen to the radio. The radio people don't watch First Take, and who the heck watches High Heat? And I had all four components there working. That's what that's what the ESPN thing gives you. Uh, the thing about ESPN. It's amazing when I say that Cousins is better than Lamar Jackson or, you know, when I say, you know, Bob Kuzi's as good as Chris Paul. When I bring those kinds of things up, it's incredible the reaction that it gets. Uh, The biggest reaction I got, uh, it got about 10 million views, was the thing I did on the Ovaldi shooting Mm. on the next day. And Stephen A said, you take it. So I that was after Kerr screamed and yelled, and you know Kerr yep. was upset and uh-huh. left his breath. So we had to address it the following day, and I basically killed uh, I killed the Republicans, and right. that's right. what people think that I'm a rep- old fart Republican. Right. I'm really not, and <laughs> so you can't really pigeonhole me one way or the other. Right, and I think that surprised people with my take about you got to do something about these guns, and I think that surprised people. Right. So. That, you know, you got to keep them guessing. And I think people had stereotyped me into a particular way of thinking. And when I did that for four minutes, they realized, oh, he's not like that at all. And I think that surprised people. That had a lot of impact. Probably the best moment I've ever had on ESPN so interesting, far.
2: Interesting. While you're talking about kind of these rants, I wanted to ask you, is there one that you're, and other than this one, because obviously it sounds like you're proud of that one, as you should be. Is there one that you're proud of that gets referenced the most. For me, I, I feel like I end up watching at least once a year your Pac-Man Jones rant. Uh,
1: really interesting. So that's uh, like, to
2: me, that's a classic.
1: Is, uh, there, uh, is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, there's like a copy? couple. Uh, i tell you, a very good one is when I did the contest that year, uh-huh. the, the trivia, which is forthcoming with the marquee, <laughs> oh, it's and I so couldn't figure out who the who the last packer was who was introduced. Yes. In the 66 championship game, in the 66 Super Bowl against Kansas City. So I screamed and yelled, it's not this, it's not that, it's not Jerry Kramer. It's not Bart Starr. (laughs) I must have done that for about seven or eight minutes. Is that how long it was, Eddie? About seven or eight (laughs) minutes? And that had an amazing amount of impact. You'd be surprised because it was funny. And yeah. people Like, and they love that contest. It's a different side of the show. Oh, good. They love that contest. So that was a good one. Um, that I think a lot of people had some had impact with. Give me another one, Eddie, that we had recently from a. Uh, well, the one I did the other day was good about the NFL because I killed the NFL for the resumption of the game, not resuming oh, Buffalo sorry. Cincinnati. Yep. Which one? The oh, the that's a good one. The tour concussion. I okay what yes. Mike Daniel was doing yeah that is, uh, I I mean I was on that before anybody else was at the Buffalo One yep. that's scream People, you know basically you know I sense when I it's like writing a song I sense when I have a song that's run with it so right. when I sense that I have a monologue that yeah. is hit home and people can react to it that's when I'll embellish it and take it to the next step a lot of people thought my line on Friday was funny. When I said, how the hell did the competition committee sit there for 12 hours on Thursday eating a roast beef sandwich with Russian dressing falling off the sides and rolling on Roger Goodell's shirt? How did they come up with this asinine, this this format with Cincinnati with a coin flip and no home field, Dome Stadium and all that? that people get people get into that people yep. love those monologues yeah,
0: oh, yeah. i was people. i was watching them watching them all last night the giants ran up the san francisco giants Oh, that's a famous one. Yeah. A giant one that's yeah. i was one. watching uh the oh, one that where that? you guys are arguing about camden yards and fenway oh, the Park ballpark,
1: and that's a funny one who has a better bathroom pen fenway or yankee <laughs> stadium <That laughs> Ten one minutes so arguing over bathroom lines yeah that was such a good one that you know the 30 for 30 did that yes i was okay, in a 30 yeah. for 30. Uh, yeah, that's when me and Mike were fighting left and right. You know, we had these issues. But God, I've been doing these things forever. The well, the first one that I did, and I would never reference it again because of nine eleven. The first big one I ever did on Fan was probably in eighty. It would have been eighty seven, eighty eight, and it was about the fact that I had traffic getting over to Astoria. It took me three hours. To go over the story and i said they should bomb the 59th street bridge oh my god you know, that that would you never get away with today i would be fired you'd be done. But back then uh, you know uh yeah. i probably I shouldn't have told you but back but, then in 88 <laughs> people loved that because because that, right. everybody felt the same way yeah right so it's one of those saturday afternoons and i couldn't get over the Queensboro bridge to get to astoria <laughs> queens Hours upon hours. It was, you know, one of those two-hour traffic delays. Upper level, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And they wanted wanted to... I had like a nine-minute in-between Met doubleheader show to do, and that is what I did, and that got people all fired up. The Clark Mattingly thing was one that was interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you another one they liked. On Saturday morning one year, when the Yankees were eliminated the night before, and the Giants were still playing, and I said... We have a game today, and you don't, to the Yankee fan. They're both kicked <laughs> off, because the Yankees got knocked off the day before, and yeah. the Giants were playing somebody that was, still. because yeah. of this, uh, the series' is dates. My game four is after their game four, right. and the Yankees have lost. That got a lot of juice. So, I mean, yeah. you find things that will get you going here, and, you know, you see that there's a little level that you can connect with the audience, and that's what you do simple as that but there's also the other side you got to do like last week with the poor damar you got to do that too on tuesday so it goes the other way as well and the new the new theme is the fat guy and rapid my betting cohort rob uh chiron who's an ex-priest in the vatican who he couldn't bet i mean he would have picked the generals with the points to beat the Harlem Throw Trotters. That's how bad he is with points. And we do a lot of his picks. We've lost a fortune all year, and I keep on calling him the Fat Man from Rapid. And you'd be amazed, Andrew Catalan, Iron no. Eagle, right? Has picked up on the Fat Man from Rapid, who uh-huh. happens to be Rob. So that's gained a little exposure. Oh, that's good. You want to make sure you get them the smile, laugh. You know, you want the audience to emote every day. Yeah. That's what you want them to do? That's I was it. gonna say, we're,
2: we're huge Yankees fans, but honestly, when you did the Elimination Day stuff every year, well,
1: that's what I mean. I, the eliminate kick
2: out of it,
0: it's I get a kick. Elimination out of it.
1: day. It's it was wa-
2: I was watching the uh,
1: I
0: don't, I had never watched it the post mortem after they lost to the, the Red Sox in 04, and it's amazing how right you both were in what you said, eight 14 years, 18 years later, whatever it is, in mm-hmm. just how almost like the franchise has never recovered from okay. it, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: yeah, you can make that. You know, and I give Mike credit. Mike handled that. Mike handled the two Yankee losses that they had very well. They lost to Arizona in oh, one yep. He handled that really well. And he mm-hmm. handled the Red Sox 1-0-4 very well, too. So the two Mike handled, you know, because, you know, there were a bunch of Red Sox fans at his beloved Yankee Stadium. And he handled that well here, too. But, you know, the first 10 minutes of it, I try to treat each top of the hour. I try to treat that as the new hour because I'm always thinking that audiences on at three audiences on at four audiences on at five. You know, most people don't get out of work at 420 or 353. They get out at the top of the hour. But now you've noticed with radio fans, they listen to it on the app. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people listen to the radio show on a delay all day and they can hear the highlights of the radio show. In the old days, F.A.N., they heard the whole five hours. They miss a word. Right. One to six thirty. People extended lunches to hear what Mike and me were gonna say in the first seventeen minutes. <laughs> right. Now they hear the show in clips. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they so watch true. sports take, they watch this the uh first take in clips. Yeah. They go sit there and watch first take, they watch it in clips because ESPN does such a good job virally of getting all this stuff out there. Yeah. And that's and you're almost doing a in, you're almost doing a best of thing on a week, on a daily basis, right. more so than the three hour show. You know, start to finish for the audience, they're more into right. the quick hit stuff.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's, so, it's 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 basically how it's evolved. You know, yeah, yeah. you go out there, you do the show, and how they want to break it up from a content standpoint. Let them break it up from a content content right. standpoint. Right. I'll do the three hours. They have enough content. Let them figure out either whether it's ESPN, Sirius. Even MLB, let them figure out how they want to use it. Sure, sure. Yeah. So your and also, partner- And I also think, not to interrupt you, oh. I also think that being on Sirius is helpful when I'm doing all these other things. Yeah. Because I'm not naive enough to think that everybody's listening to me now on Sirius. So a lot of the audience doesn't hear me as much. So when now they hear me, they don't get over, I'm not oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody in New York, for instance, has serious. Right. So when they hear me do something, whether it's with Sid or Michael K or see me on first take, you know, see a clip. It's not like it's the same old thing because right. they're not listening as much as they used to. So I, they're not getting tired of me. Right. Which I think has also helped me. That's a good point. It kind of leads to my next question. Your old partner mentioned in
0: passing on his podcast, um, like a Manning-Cast style of you and him watching a game. I think he was literally just mention it, mentioning it in passing, but is that
1: something you could see yourself doing with him? Interested well, in? I, mean, I, I mean, I think that Mike and me, if you saw us doing a ball game, uh, watching a big game together, and what we have to say about it, I think the sports fan, the big New York sports fan would be into that yeah whether oh, yeah. they would be in iowa i don't know you know <laughs> let's be honest you just don't know in Iowa if they're going to be doing and remember the manning cast is such a and i don't like i don't like the manning cast because when i watch the game i don't want to have to watch two guys talking about it right i don't it doesn't do anything for me even a bad right. game if it's a bad game i don't want to watch it <laughs> you know so right. I mean, why would i watch them talk about it so yeah. i don't like that s- style um uh, but uh, you know, is that what the game is more important to me? I want to enjoy and focus in on the game. Uh, but if you're asking me if the serious sports fan would like watching me and Mike talk about a serious game, there probably is a market for it. Yeah, you know, I would think uh, in New York City or in a yeah. metropolitan area. I don't know around the country. It has been 14 years since Mike and I did have done shows. You know, I know Stephen A. is doing a little bit of a mini cast thing with his NBA stuff. The NBA is see the other thing is you need a big game. You know, yeah. Manny yes, Cast, Monday Night Football, you know, if everybody watches football. Right. Uh, do you watch an NBA regular season game and the numbers that warrants putting something else up? Right. You know, when you're watching the Masters golf, you don't want to see me and Mike talk about it. You want to watch all the golfers play. I would. So there's, uh, there's not enough yeah, <laughs> there's not enough big events sometimes yeah. to take like advantage yeah. of Right, right. Um, lastly, Chris, obviously we talked a lot
2: about your golf. Um, I just wonder, what do you do in the winter? To I have not.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I've been running. I've, been running. I've been running a lot, but okay. I, have not, I have not golfed, obviously, since middle of October. You got to stay in shape. You're on TV all the time. But I, I. I mean, I run. I mean, I'm in shape. But yeah. as far as playing the two sports I like to play, I played tennis maybe two times sure. since Labor Day. Oh, just I really. haven't played any indoor because oh, I right. usually have the indoor game on Wednesday but uh-huh. I can't get home for it now because I right. got to be in the city on Wednesdays right but I have not done those two sports golf you wouldn't expect I haven't been away I'm not gonna go out there a lot, a lot of my buddies went to Shorehaven Alex uh, around New Year's Eve and there yeah, were some nice days there were some nice I, days. I, I didn't because yeah. to me playing one round of golf in January what what you're, I not, building, you're not building towards anything I agree yeah. 100%. You're going to play one, then you're not going to play for three months again. So, I mean, I don't see where that helps you right. getting ready for a particular season. Right. Um. Uh, tennis is a little different because you're getting a workout in instead of just, right. it doesn't take four or five hours like golf is. Right. Uh, but I was actually, I'm going to go to the Caribbean Air in late February. And I was actually thinking whether I should bring my clubs. I usually only go, uh, I, usually, I usually play once there, but I don't bring my clubs. Mm-hmm. But I got a new driver. And I did not hit it well at the end of the year. I just got it. I almost figure I should bring the clubs to work on a driver and maybe play two or three times, which I can get away with. Yep. Because, you know, it's uh, my wife's fine. Go do what you want. I don't care. Leave me alone anyway. So that actually helps me. The problem with it is you got to lug your clubs to a Caribbean island. Uh-huh big pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, ferry boats and everything else. It's a huge piece of it. So I'm not sure if I will do it, but I have thought about doing that to get back into the golf field because I haven't played. That's good,
2: and it and it, your uh, your playing partners get a break at least during this winter from you potentially.
1: Yeah, the Doug Smiths, at. the Doug Smiths of the world. <laughs> there you go. Mike Devines of the world. <laughs> they don't have to listen to me. And, you know, I'm going to miss the Governor's Cup this year. Oh, no. Uh, man event that I had the, yeah. you know, the 10, the, the ten on hole seven. Yeah. Because although I want to blow it off, my wife won't let me. My daughter's graduating college that weekend. <laughs> so I said, honey, I don't have to go to that. What the hell? You can go. You represent the family. I got to play. <laughs> what are you kidding? So if I want to play golf the rest of the summer... I better show up to South Bend on the weekend of May 20th, gotcha. which is the qualifying round to get in. Oh. And I Slaganza, my head pro, can you move the qualifying round up so I can squeeze it in and maybe get back for the first round? They're not going to allow, even Christopher Russo, uh, Alex. Oh, man. They are not going to allow that to All happen. Hall of Famer. I'm out a, I'm out, they don't give a crap about that. That's- I'm out of luck. I'm out
2: of Well, that's too bad to hear. But uh, anyway, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. We know you've got a, a show to get to. so Easy well, enough. Easy
1: yeah. enough. You guys did a great job. Chris, oh, good, thank good you. to see you too, pal. Appreciate thank it. you. Good, Hopefully good we'll to talk see you down this the road. Is a thrill. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Up.
2: All right. Thanks again to Mad Dog, Chris Russo, for joining us. Uh, who knows? Hopefully, we'll have him back on again. Uh, he's the best. I mean, he he is he's the, the best. best. He's, he's the GOAT. Uh, Big golfer, uh, too, obviously. Huge golfer. I did a story on him, as we alluded to in the, in the talk. Um, big golfer, uh, a solid, uh, what is he? He says like a 15. He keeps his handicap right above 15 because he plays this. The thing that he was telling us he couldn't play in the series, the Governor's Cup at Shorehaven. Uh, you, It's a 15 plus and like an eight and under handicap. So he always keeps his handicap. Not that he manufactures it, but above fifteen, so he can be the high handicapper in that thing. And unfortunately, he uh, that was amazing when he said he he like didn't want to go to his daughter's college graduation. <laughs> he wants <laughs> to go play in the Governor's Cup. He's one of
3: us. Rugby. Love
2: it. And and when he said uh, they wouldn't move the date for him, he's like uh, not even Chris Mad Dog Russo uh, can get <laughs> the for the golf tournament. So uh, that was that was classic dog there. Uh, before we get into the American Express. Actually, two things. First, I'm going to ask you, CP. You tweeted a picture or a video. It was like uh, you guys have probably never even seen the birds, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. But no. what was going on at your house in New uh, Jersey?
3: Yes. Wait, I I've had this multiple times too. Really? It's just like thousands of birds on your Dude, lawn.
2: I've it was. I, I thought it was millions. Yeah, millions of birds.
3: They don't stop. Millions yeah
2: what what is you so you've had it too yeah multiple
3: times in the past like month or so
0: i meant to google it i don't know i i didn't i i should have you guys seen um, the
2: birds or heard of so no
0: mars but it's funny you say that because my mom used to always talk about it when we were growing up because she had seen it and was like it's the scariest movie ever and yeah um it's kind of like a running joke in our family like oh the birds i never watched it i was just like yeah I saw like a clip once. I was like, "This is the stupid." And I know it's before CGI and whatever, it's, but it yeah, looks like the stupidest so... thing I've ever right. seen. Right. But then it happens the other day. I'm like, if I go outside, I think it's gonna be. I think these things are gonna eat That's me gonna alive. Like, they're- yeah. I'm outnumbered. Like, way outnumbered. Yeah. And exactly. of course, they're all black. This is right yes. before the giant kickoff. Mm. Like all Uh-oh. these black birds in my yard i'm like this is this is a terrible Bad sign. terrible omen it turned out to be a good omen i guess but and i the video i tweeted it was like the the worst one i got i should have um been a little more patient it was they were in the side of my yard and in the trees like had to be a million of them i don't know again i'll google it and see what the
3: issue our, was our cousin were, um like also had a similar thing. They they live a couple towns away. It's it's a thing. I think I don't ever remember it. You know, as a kid, so they were all
0: like going at the lawn. I don't know if there was some kind of something delicious
3: on Sunday. Yeah, in, maybe because there like hasn't been any snow near us, and like so yeah, it's different. You know, know. that's Who's that's talking? an interesting big brain. You like that big brain? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, shouldn't they be gone for the winter?
3: Or something? Uh, yeah, should be but they're around a, and they're hungry for something.
2: It was really
0: scary. And Erica wasn't here. It would have been ke- screaming chaos. Oh, yeah. Like Katie's... they were going to lift the house away altogether if oh, Eric yeah. was here. She did pull in when like some of them were still here. And I was stunned. She got out of the car and <laughs> came inside. And But if she was here when they first got here, oh, oh my God. God, it would have been like someone was mur- breaking in and murdering us. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is amazing because it's yeah, it's one of those things you would think oh, it's it's a bird, but it's like you said, anything can be scary if you're outnumbered a million to one. I mean, anything it could be ants, it could be anything. Any, I mean, they would peck you to death if they (laughs) if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. They could. could If you threaten
0: them, yeah, I guess so. so But she walked in, and there was still a bunch in the yard, and they every like step she took a, cu- a couple of them would like fly away. So I guess, you know, these weren't truly. Yeah, just them.
3: Did she notice them as she like was walking to the house?
0: Oh yeah. No, she, yeah. she pulled in That's when a lot bad. of them were still here. I, I, which I was happy about. I wanted her to see it, but yeah, thank God she wasn't here when, when they all were here. I'm talking. I, I'm probably overestimating, but it felt like a million of them. <laughs> it was out of control
2: Yeah, as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was this, uh, callum shinkwin being apparently this big time sleepwalker um and uh jordan smith the fellow british pro filled the on it. said that one time callum shinkwin uh ripped off a radiator in the middle of the night had no clue (laughs) oh my god another time he woke up because he used to share a training room with them or something when they were juniors i guess and shinkwin was like laying at the base of his bed and had no idea like what he was doing so I have a couple of sleepwalking stories. I wondered if you guys had any sleepwalking stories. And, and if we're being honest, like for me, the sleepwalking stories are like drink sleepwalk, drunken yes. sleepwalking stories. I mean, <laughs> and I and, and Jordan Smith didn't say that about Callum Shinquin, but like, I'm assuming there might've been some, but alcohol involved, but um, I don't know. Do you guys have, have any sleepwalking stories?
3: Yeah. In in college, um, my best friend and my uh, roommate, Kev, will keep his last name out of it whenever he would drink he would sometimes sleepwalk and our other roommate um who we didn't always get along with alfredo funny name he (laughs) he had a guitar next to his bed he started pissing in his guitar (laughs) and you know kev is hammered doesn't know what he's doing and all i hear is from the other room alfredo yelling kev get the fuck out of here and he's just pissing right next to him he, you know he thought he was in the bathroom but he was so drunk and sleepwalking pissing in his guitar case uh yeah that that's probably the worst one i got
2: oh my god that's pretty good i don't i don't sleep
0: well erica does um does sleepwalking. really and it's do usually like just... the door do you lock the doors or anything sometimes but um, lock the kitchen up it's usually just her staring at me like <laughs> she's just woken up from a nightmare and thinks like I was in the nightmare. So it's, it's really, really creepy, like eerie stare. So that's all I got on that. For, like, this is a tough pod for Erica. Oh my God. very oh,
2: tough. Good. Well, Michelle's getting killed too, for yeah. lack of football <laughs>
0: etiquette. Uh, oh, she thought I was tweeting about her last night. She came downstairs cause she had just cut her, Self with a knife, which happens Ooh. anytime I ask her to help out cooking, because I do all the cooking, she cuts her hand in 10 oh. seconds
3: and,
0: <laughs> and then she's on the DL and I just have to finish cooking the meal. So she cuts herself, then she comes down after she goes to bed at like nine, but sometimes comes down for like tea or something, tea? burns her hand, completely burns her hand, wow. dumps the boiling water everywhere, starts crying like a toddler.
3: <laughs> oh my god, and, and leaves.
0: There's there's tea all over the kitchen and she's crying like a toddler goes upstairs again thank god the giants weren't playing it was just that crappy monday night game so i clean up the whole thing she comes back down with her hand wrapped up and i'm scrolling twitter and i had tweeted out like the eli video and some notifications were popping up she was like what did you tweet about me burning my hand and cutting myself i'm like no relax oh my god
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: That was a Monday was a this whole weekend was eventful
2: at my house. Wow. I can't talk about the cuts because I got two paper cuts from a paper plate during dinner last night. So (laughs) I, I, my skin like gets cut so easily. So I can't, uh, if I cooked or cut stuff, I would, I feel bad for Eric on that front. But that's some wild stories. Um, Sleepwalking. Okay. I got two good ones. Uh, One was on a cruise ship and, um, my my i was rooming with my buddy lee norris aka minkus from boy meets world and uh so you gonna- <laughs> can i woke up literally people
0: literally that that's true story yeah. actually yeah. minkus yes
2: yeah actually minkus and uh i woke up and I had to piss and for some reason instead of going into the bathroom right there in our room i started to go outside and these are doors that automatically lock too so keep that in mind oh, oh. i went up at, I think it was four flights of stairs to the bathroom that was outside of like the club. So this was probably at, like four or five in the morning and the cruise ships, like they just go all night. So like, I finally, I, as I'm going to the bathroom, I come to, and I realize I'm in this bathroom in my boxers outside of the club where they're <laughs> pumping the, you know, the dance music. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I go back down the flights of stairs and I'm banging on the door for like an Hour oh, before oh. he finally wakes up. Oh my god, so that was a wild one. That Good was
3: that was before cell phones, or else he might have ended up on the internet.
2: He he could have be about, overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: so, or, so that right. was
2: one. My other one came, I think it was, the, was it the first time I went to the Masters as a fan, so in 2007, and we're at this Econo Lodge. And uh, there was a bar in the parking lot, it was the most crazy, it was the craziest thing in the parking lot. There was like this little like bar. And anyway, it was a long night. And at some point, I like I like thought I had this dream about being outside and being like chased around and this and that, and then having to bang on the door and get the guy, one of my college buddies, to wake us up. Anyway, we like he told me the next day that like something happened that that I was banging on the door and he had to let me in. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Blah blah blah. Anyway, a few days go by. We're checking out of the uh, hotel and we're checking out and the guy behind the desk goes, Oh, you're the sleepwalker. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And the guy proceeds to tell me that for about 30 minutes, he was chasing me around. <sighs> this is a, a, a motel. So it's like outside, you know, up and down chasing me. I was like running around again in boxers. It was like freezing probably running around and he was chasing me up and down the different levels. Blah, blah, and he finally like caught me and somehow i was able to tell him what room i was staying in or he figured it out and he didn't just like arrest me and he he brought me to the room bang and, and my again my buddy was so out of it that at first he told the guy he didn't know who i was so <laughs> that would have i would have been a big oh, but then God, eventually God. he was like ah just kidding let him in but anyway that was my that's my other crazy wow. so my, closest, I, my closest
0: my uh, closest to that i think i've told you i've I fell asleep at at Yankee Stadium in like a parking garage. I, I tell you oh, guys, I've heard no. that story. Yeah, <laughs> really. This was like Before the I game? remember. No, after
2: after, after Okay, Oof.
0: this is how much of a oh. loser I am too. I remember it was the, the game. Ch- Jacoby Ellsbury stole home. It was absolutely electric, <laughs> and they won. And okay. we went out. We went. We made the mistake of going back to stands after the game, mm. and uh, yeah, we were walking back to my buddies. Car in like a parking garage, and apparently I just vanished. And the, they all claim I was <laughs> in the pack, and they all turned around and I was out of the pack, and they couldn't find me. They were going up and down the parking garage, whatever. I don't remember where I fell asleep. I woke up, like where the tra- uh, steps to the train are, that the Metro North, I think, yeah, 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 at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, and somehow nothing happened to me. We don't don't (laughs) have to get into that, but um got it somehow got an Uber. I was gonna say what $120 Uber and the ride home. The guy I don't know how this topic came up, but I had never seen Breaking Bad. And he played the top 10 Breaking Bad scenes on YouTube on his phone at full blast for me to watch. So before I ever watched Breaking Bad, I watched what? the top 10 scenes from Breaking Bad in an Uber at 4.30 in the morning on the way home from Yankee Stadium, <laughs> got home, and I was mowing the lawn at like 8 a.m., so unbelievable. Wow, what a chance. Stretch great.
3: of events. <laughs> and did you that... have your car? Was your car parked?
0: No, I, my okay. friends drove. Okay. And, oh, the other part, uh, Erica... I had called my mom like three times that she couldn't get in touch with me. So my yeah. cover was kind of blown. So my mom thought I was like dead for probably yeah. two hours.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All the close calls we had in our Too many. <laughs> years. Too many. Someone's Too looking many. down on us. Too many. Still here. Still here. Still here, Still here
2: somehow. Down. Oh, man. Crazy stuff. Um, All right. Slightly less crazy. The American Express. Let's get <laughs> to it. Some picks here. We mentioned Siwoo Kim is in the field. Um a former champ here as well. Uh wh- wh- what are you guys thinking this week? I, by the way, I'm I made way too many bets on that dumb Sony last week, but I did I hit a couple like matchups that I think ended yeah. up saving me. Um so I'm I'm fully on board with these matchup plays, guys. I mean that's yeah matchups really- are key.
3: I did the They're same thing key. last week. That saved me a little bit.
2: Yeah, like I, I actually didn't go crazy with outrights, but I did a couple stupid part I gotta stop at the parlays. Just stop it. <laughs> Um, they just get so tempting. You throw in a couple guys, you know, top. Uh, top ten
3: FanDuel has the uh, yes, yes, top ten, top twenty. All of a sudden, you're
2: looking at like ten dollars wins, like seven grand. You're like, oh, these three guys are going to top twenty. You have
3: you can't do more than two guys, partly. Right, Right. that's the rule.
2: The odds aren't as juicy. (laughs) I had like Nakajima and um Mav played great so he was easy and then I had our boy Keith Mitchell a little vibes play off
3: off of uh that didn't work out so well
2: (laughs) that worked out so well he had a rough week he killed me on the matchup too Uh thanks Keith and um so anyway what are you guys starting with this week um at the American Express I good feel by the way surprisingly I know I
0: want you want to pepper this one with long shots because long shots win here but it's I don't think it's going to happen with this You know, top players, too much talent.
3: That's a good point. I mean, Cantley has such a good history here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not starting that low on the odds board. Willie Z is also tempting to me. Um, There's like a 22 to 1 out there. I'll probably get there. He finished sixth here last year. Um, Looked better the last few rounds at Century, but I've started my card um, with someone who's probably my least favorite golfer on the PGA tour. It's Brian Harmon. Um, he just has such a good history here in the he desert um, and has been playing so well, 35 to one, you know, I, I know it's a good field, but last, last week he was 18 to one. Um, so I'm, I'm going to bite the bullet there with Harmon. He actually burned me. Uh, I was at the desert. Um, this was like three or four years ago. I was doing a what's in the bag article with him. He like blew me off the entire week. <laughs> like, yeah, he's Brian Harmon. He's, yeah, Brian yeah. Harmon, big time. Bad dog. Bad I mean. dog. <laughs> but he's Bad. a big game hunter, and uh this is yeah. a big field. So, Oof. It's, you're the dogs, maybe. Brian And Harman. One,
0: one thing I'll say about Harmon, because people kind of get scared of betting him at these crazy numbers. Yeah. This, I think he is like pretty hell bent on making the Ryder Cup team. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um
3: True.
0: that's going to be a big thing for him this year. If he I guess he other.
2: has a chance with all those other with all the live guys gone.
0: Right, and to be honest with you, I think he. I know he doesn't hit a long way, but I think he'd be great in the Ryder Cup. He is a he is a dog. Big. He's game a hunter.
2: decorated amateur. He played on like the yep. Walker Cup yeah. and Palmer Cup. Yeah. All
3: those things. Yeah.
0: So if you if it's tough to swallow, I think there's a lot of motivation for him to 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 win this year. I won't be betting him. Steve's right. Really good history here. I remember him always being near the lead these past few years. I'm pot committed on cam young. I I'm going to bet him until he wins. I really am. I, I just,
2: okay. I, I kinda, miss
0: out on it. Yeah. Um, 20 to one, I think I'm sure there's a better number somewhere. 22 to as long one. as he say.
2: wins within 20 events, you'll be okay. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so basically if he wins this year, you'll be okay. Yeah. And it's I, I don't, think he's going to win this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You have, you have to yeah. imagine he wins. So I'll start with cam there and okay. then, uh, Shout out, Drew Matthews. That was that was the dude you did the story on, Steve, right?
3: Yeah, he, yeah, he won million dollars. Uh, yes, right. right? Um, Fantasy golf bag now. Go check it out. They, they were yeah. all on SeaWook Kim last week.
0: I I tailed him immediately. He tweeted out, Sahith Thigala, first click. Mm. Love a good first click tweet. Um, 55 to 1. And then Sahith went to 60 last night. I bet it again. So oh, yeah, I'm Steve all in on Thigala uh, this week.
2: Okay. <clears throat> what happened to davis riley by the way he's he's 110 to one
0: wow don't don't tell me that's another yeah, pot right
2: that's an other, that jumped out but um and also i want to give a shout out taylor montgomery i mean just keeps falling yeah um 35 i mean the, the guy's in the top 10 every week it seems yeah. like so him that's and cool. then but the, the guy i like i'd mentioned at some point i saw some people talking about him i was kicking myself for missing him he ended up I think having a tough weekend, uh, but Cam Davis has a mm-hmm. great record yeah. here yeah. Uh, and he's 45 to one. Yes. I think, you know, I think he should be more in that 35 range, but because there are a couple bigger names, maybe that bumped him down a little. So I might, I think I'm, I think I'm going to sprinkle a little on Cam Davis. See, will Cam 40 to one on
0: draft games. Yeah.
3: I mean, 30. you just have to bet it, I think.
2: I, I mean, right. It's, you know what
0: now? I think I did bet Cebu when he won here, did you? Because wow. now your Cam Davis almost clipped him, and I'm remembering that. Maybe you bet him I live. Remember.
3: Cam Maybe Davis. It, it might have
0: been live. Yeah,
2: I don't remember any of us ever.
0: is Cam Davis shoot like yeah. eight under and almost, almost tied him? I think. Okay, Damn. sounds familiar. Yeah, I like Cam as a placement. I, I think I'm going to tell you on that. Maybe a top twenty. I'm sure it's decent. Okay. Plus two hundred or plus one eighty or something. And I think yeah.
2: that's top ten is uh, four fifty. Nice. So um okay by
0: the way pray for the chris kirk bettors i was Mm. i was gonna be really really sad if he won because i've bet him every single time he plays over the last year and i didn't this past week but the weekend that is the chris kirk gets out to a good start and he just cannot buy a putt on saturday or sunday it's brutal to watch i feel bad for anyone who bet him i've lived that life and uh as much as I want to see him win, I'm I'm glad I, I didn't miss out on it. But my god, he can't buy a putt. He hits it to like six feet every hole and yes. he can't he can't make a putt.
3: He's such a good short iron player and he's generational,
0: like a iron too. short iron player.
3: <laughs> yeah, generational, maybe the best on the planet.
0: And he just cannot just get one in, get that birdie putt he needs in. It's so tough to Burned watch. I, I feel for it. No one
3: else. Yeah. <laughs> What about, I mean, speaking of your guy, CP, Patty Raj making his uh, stadium. I've seen some sharper people than
0: myself tout him already. Had a heck really? of a fall.
3: I mean, amazing fall. So. Yeah. And he, hey. he does well in the Cali swing. Tori,
0: he's, he, he's good at Tori. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about this. This is, this is such a hard week with the three wackadoo courses and the I know. piece of shit putting contest, as John Rom called it.
2: Rom. Yeah.
3: We're, I think we're gonna be using that quote like for our, oh, our years. Yeah.
0: I couldn't believe I just went to it was last year. I thought it was like two years ago now. Time time really flies. Huh. Yeah.
3: Um
2: yeah, and Rom's back. Kind of surprised I think that kind of surprised a lot of people. Uh that, that he came back to uh
3: yeah, he has a place in the desert. Um <laughs> yeah, he's right yeah. Well, he's he's
2: one here, And he yeah. has one. Right. Yeah, who would be in the playoffs? Yeah,
0: Andrew
3: Andrew Landry.
2: Landry. <laughs> Landry, that's right. Yeah. Yep
0: former frl at oakmont if i recall that's
2: right frl that's sure. at oakmont yeah um yeah all right uh any nfl picks uh what, what, I, I mean I'm i think we're all gonna stay away from the giants
3: uh not me i'm I'm on board seven and a half really uh, oh. okay with the, with the hook i think that's they're gonna keep it close i think it's gonna be a close yeah game. i
0: uh, hope so i'm a little scared that they were holding hertz back against our third stringers and yeah. He's rested and
3: I feel like he's like really hurt though.
0: I hope I'm maybe hoping, he's hurt. He I don't couldn't. hope he's really hurt. We don't wish injury yeah. on anyone. Maybe but he might he might be really hurt. I don't know. And if that's the case, if he can't run like normal, this this could be it. This could the, be it. Yeah. For the secondary,
3: the Giants' secondary is very strong now that they're healthy.
0: McKinney. Shout out, McKinney. Yep. Yeah. This is going I mean. This past weekend was great. Super wild card. I was usually against the extra, the extra team, but I mean, every game besides last night was, was top, top notch. Even the Seahawks were going to tie the game until that strip sack
3: Mm -hmm. from,
0: uh, Gino, a lot of good game, but this weekend, I think this is, this is the weekend every year. Divisional. Two Saturday games,
3: man. I, Um, yeah, it would always be MLK weekend and we would always go to Atlantic city, bet the games, mm -hmm. gamble. Um, yeah tougher to do these days
0: and uh, cowboys niners just fills me with a lot of joy i I just love a good like iconic franchise versus the other iconic one i I, i'd run that back every year We got it last year i'll do it for the next 10 years it's like that's lock in lock in on the couch material every time oh yeah bro
2: that's true
0: and niners only
3: giving three and a half that doesn't that feel a little short i mean dallas has they have i,
2: I thought it was gonna be rest. i thought it was gonna be four so i'm i'm that's okay three and a half i, I could go either way and i Man, i could be talked into either, either i know side. just
0: the way they ate brady alive last night uh, dallas makes me big. nervous about a, a, this rookie who's this is the biggest game of his life purdy mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to scheme to get the ball out of his hand and run it, but that – I mean, they emasculated Tom Brady last night.
3: Tampa's O-line was pretty shaky the entire year. So, that – yeah, I don't know. And the other one is the Bills. um, That line was – I think it opened at three and a half even. Now it's at five at DraftKings. So, I wish I hopped on board. I think Cincy, same thing, that O-line is Mm – decimated so you know i think buffalo wins five since he should have lost points. yeah i, was I think he really should have win. lost i mean Tyler Huntley puts the ball up and you know gets knocked out whatever like, right. can
0: we go to mark i've bet i've bet mark andrews anytime touchdown they're like last three games they just they don't go to him in the red zone it's like he's one of the best red zone targets in the league and they're yeah. running hop so, over you're QB sneak at the one
2: you're saying he's due overdue <laughs> Well, well I'm not playing I anymore, you, under, an underhitting was due after the over going five and zero, oh and and you unbelievable know, I won that yeah. under by the skin of my teeth. I, I, thank goodness I didn't stay up for that game because I would have been, I would have been furious, and I would have been relieved, and I wouldn't have been able to go to bed. I mean, half point. <laughs> I can't believe that, that. Thanks to four extra missed extra points. <laughs> I mean, and then Brady getting they Tampa gets the onside kick at the end. Oh my God! And Almost, Evans dropped a almost dropped it. Oh, it a touchdown exactly like i mean they should have gone way over every how does every game go over i don't who's vegas must be getting killed so they'll all I, go under this week now exactly they'll all go or like the super bowl will go under and they'll just clean up but i'm just going to keep pounding unders that's my strategy yeah. uh but lucky lucky to get that one last night thanks to brett maher for uh getting the yips on national tv I'm sure if they play the Giants in the NFC Championship oh, game, 63, 63 yarder. 63 yarder. No one gives them up like the Giants. <laughs> automatic. Um, all right. Good stuff, guys. Uh, obviously, we're excited for the game. We're excited for American, American Express. Everything else should be a great weekend. Thanks, uh, as always, to our producer, Greg Gopri. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a, a comment if you would like to as well. And uh, check back next week. Hopefully, we won't have any more terrible sleepwalking stories. Ooh, see you.
0: A clip from right before the Mad Dog interview.
1: I heard that call was awful. When well, you know the call on Seattle with the punt was awful. You want the what, what call do
3: you want on the
1: TV? No, I don't want the call. I want to see the play. Oh, you want to see
2: it? Okay. All right. Take care of this and i'll pull that
1: up for you uh how do i press this button so i can see these guys you
2: should you should see
1: them i don't there's a meeting that's been recorded oh, by the okay. host of participants that's a mistake on your part well it just happened you get go. rid of that water and that's your water that's not my water. That's throw it out